A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome along to the Wise Wednesday podcast. No Gareth again this week. I was expecting a hooray from everybody in the studio there, but you weren't on the same page. It's all right. I'll introduce <laughs> the people who are here. Regulars, Craig Clark, Rory Fallow. Well, regular Craig. Been a while, is it? Uh, I can't remember, so I guess so. Must be. I'm more regular than Craig now. Yes, I that's the voice of... I've definitely been on this season morning. That's the voice of Gareth from Report. <laughs> You've been what, sorry? I'm sure I've been on this season morning. Or maybe I was being positive. You're just, like you're just coming on because it's, it's closer to uh, Manchester, aren't you? Just, like oh, after, yeah. um, keeping his keeping his his, uh, <laughs> his face. I in. felt I felt pressured. Didn't really want to talk about it. <laughs> Why not? There's not much nice to say. Is How there? bad is it? Like because me and Gav were talking before you came in and taking the performance in isolation. It wasn't great. I don't think it was it was as bad as it has been. I think the players deserve some credit for the way they didn't. They struggled a little bit when West Brom scored, didn't they? Um, they lost the composure a little bit, but they dug in more than they have been in recent weeks, defended better, dealt with mm. balls in the box better, or share a big part of playing that, obviously. Well, uh, he was good, and uh, I think Mankio's generally all right, but uh, Kone looks like, I don't know, looks like someone you should have sold for £18 million in the summer to me. <laughs> um, and Denayas, well, he's not a full-back, is he? But I'm not sure if he's a footballer yet or not either. I need to say a bit more of him. I think it's uh, harsh judging here. In a central, a right, a, central de- yeah, defensive a, position. A right-footed centre-half playing left-back. He's, he's not had a good time of full-back, has he? But more comfortable when he went in the middle, though. Definitely. Um, yeah, if, if, you, if you're going along this, what have we learned from this game sort of line? Yeah, five five things. things. Come on, then, Rory. Five. Five. But one of them would one. be, one of them <laughs> would be that Denier now has had two really poor games at full-back. Two. <laughs> Tottenham as well. Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, sorry, I'm saying point two. Oh, point oh. two. Jermaine <laughs> Defoe's human because he missed two chances. That happens more often than you, you uh, think. Paddy McNair's Jack Rodwell mark two because he started quite brightly, then faded. Uh, I, I think that's harsh on Rodwell. I think McNair's one of the worst footballers I've ever seen. Do you? What's the point in him? What does he do? You might as well not have been there. He's a piece of tracing paper. But he did start quite brightly. That that oh, move yeah, for that move for Defoe early on. It was like he. Contributed to that quite well, and it was like I think he'd been a bit harsh on McNair there personally. But he just I mean, you, he didn't put a stamp on the more, game more than a handful of games before you can make that assessment of him. Jack Rodwell's we've given we've allowed two and a half years to <coughs> to try and offer something and produce something. Right. At least McNair <laughs> scored two goals in the League Cup. Have we ever seen Rodwell do that? Right, I don't know if it was a change in shape or what, but uh, I thought we definitely controlled the ball a bit better when we went five at the back and Rodwell came in. I don't I don't think we played well by any stretch. But uh, we weren't holding on the ball enough. Then we went five at the back, and obviously things improved a little. Um, but I don't know. For me, for me, it was a, it was a. You could see the pressure lift off the players when they went into positions that fit them. You know, when Denier, yeah, when Denier, <laughs> when Denier went centre half, he, he was ten times more capable on the ball. Van Anholt going left wing back, uh, obviously changed the game. And Kasri playing him behind the striker, and what more too? What more? I think he's played twice this season up front, pretty much, and he's set two goals up. One was against QPR, and one was the other day. And I'm not, I'm not again. I'm not saying this is the answer, but um, I think when you're not winning games, 
you have to look at what you've got and say, right, what's the best I can get out of these? And it's not playing uh, denier left back. It's no. playing three at the back maybe. And it's like, you know, we, we know ourselves, we've been saying it for weeks. It's just mad that it's come to this now, like seven games in for the manager to realise it. I'm not sure I'm not sure I've spoken to anybody after the game who hasn't come to the conclusion that we should play three at the back from now on. Is everybody on board with that? Or is anybody... lets you put Watmore up front and yeah. I think you're absolutely spot on about Watmore. He's not a winger. Because no. he doesn't look up. But when I've watched him play through the middle, like Watford, I know it's like one game and it was meaningless at the end of last season. He's a, he's a striker. He plays off the shoulder. He's not a bad finisher. We've seen him finish before. And he's not a winger. But more, than, any, not a winger. more than anything as well, considering Yanazai's uh, contribution, and even Kazri, although he hasn't really played much this season, but since Moyes has come in, when we think about the contribution of these wide players, who are the ones who are supposed to get close to the form, we haven't seen it, have we? The system we've been playing hasn't suggested that anyone, but anybody could do that. He went to three at the back, suddenly Van Arnold was making those runs from deep, getting closer to those midfielders. Kazri played mm. just behind two strikers. Suddenly we're playing, we're playing with the ball outside the West Brom box, something we haven't really seen all season. So no, the only somebody, Somebody's going to have to talk yeah, yeah. me out of playing anything other than three at the back at the moment. The only other time we've looked anything like that was against Middlesbrough in the second half and Pienaar controlled the game. But you're not going to get a lot of games out of him, are no. you? He's, and that, and that, was, that was Middlesbrough looking to shut everything down. Like That's They've true. done since they were in the championship. But it's exactly right, right what we're saying about Watmore. He's he's not a wide player. That's the best he's looked, not just this season, but in months because he's playing in a central area. His delivery's much better when he doesn't have much time to think about it. Like... The ball he slotted through for Defoe for that chance three minutes mm. in was perfect. Lovely little square cut back to Van Arnholt for for the goal. Like just quick little incisive passes where he's able to use his running a little bit as well. Can only benefit his development as well if he's playing in his natural and, position. And obviously the pace he's got and the directness run that centre halves. Um, he's a lot more effective than he is running that full back so quick. Do you know what I mean? Especially against like yeah. West Brom, where the where they are a bit Stoke next slower. week. Stoke centre halves aren't the quickest lads. You know what mm. I mean? Next week, the week before, a week after. But uh, <laughs> I get there in the end. Time. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> let's get a bet on. <laughs> but it, it, I don't know. Just for me, it was a positive event of the game. The game was rubbish, really. I mean, when it was when very boring, when, like, wasn't it? I mean, when Van Anhalt scored, I could barely muster up any sort of anything mean. to celebrate. I was I was still sat in my seat and I was like, "What's wrong with us? We've just scored." And it was just the way the game had went. It was really frustrating. You could see Nout coming off. And uh, to be honest, when the team was announced and I'd seen Mankio and Denny, I thought, all oh, right, Mankio left back, Denny right yeah, back. I think everyone thought and that. And then I was like thrown off. I was like, what the hell is this? You know? It was weird, wasn't and it? And he struggled. Uh, Denny, even when they gave him the ball on the left and he had time, um, he was having to cut back inside because he's not quick and he's not left-footed. And I was just thinking like... We can't you know, blame him for that, can we? No, but like I say, surely after five minutes, after five minutes, a man just going, yeah, that's not working. Maybe put Mankiw, he's had his best game for us at left-back. Probably Didn't even help defensively either because no. they kept every time, it doesn't matter who's on the left side of our defence, they just pluck just pluck it apart all the time. It's an inside... They just play the ball between the full-back and the left centre-back over and over again. It's so annoying, like... I'm sick of see. I'm sick of watching that this season. It's happened so many times. Like it's it just like it's really simple. Every manager must just look at us and go right, target that. Mm. What do you What do you actually think the thinking was behind that? 
Directly, was just because McLean's quite quick and they didn't want. I thought he just, he just thought he was. He's obviously good at one-on-one defensive situations, is what I thought. And no, I think that's why he's. He, I think that's why he's gone for it, just mm. purely from a defensive right. perspective. I, I think, think he did just want to drop Van Arnold as well. We've seen that. We, yeah. we, we've we seen that Van Arnold is does react to getting a bit of a kick up the backside. Allardyce dropped yeah. Allardyce dropped him, and then it was the making of Van Arnold because he came back in and shown this is why you don't drop us. He comes on on Saturday and doesn't just score the goal he starts the attack by winning the ball really well and you know runs over the bench as well celebrates with the club doctor and like he pretty likes to prove a point so the shisha pipe celebration yeah well, yeah I <laughs> one, was it you on about it no someone no. was on about it I didn't I didn't notice I only anything. noticed it like, today I watched it back and he like he, once he starts getting towards the bench he starts he tensing yeah, the shisha does, pipe yeah. I don't know it's a bit weird I, know. Well, I think I think <laughs> just, just <laughs> John O'Shea is somebody most of the fans have, have, have asked to be included in the side, and I keep saying there must be a reason. There must be a reason for him. It must be you know taking into consideration his, his age and everything, and what Moyes must be saying the training ground. Yeah, he, he kind of vindicated everybody a little bit with his with his performance, didn't he? Three at the back going forward because he's not going to play against some a target man like Rondon every week. Let's be honest. If he plays a Against somebody who's a little bit quicker, a little bit more mobile, he's going to struggle. Three at the back's going to help him with that as well. But like I mean, Wilfred Boney. I mean, is he though? Game. I mean, is he? Because I mean, like Gareth McCall, he's been—he's older than John O'Shea, mm. and he's still playing <coughs> every week. John O'Shea has always been slow on the turn, though, hasn't he? Oh, Gareth McCauley's well, there was really the, quick, isn't he? There was one, <laughs> no, no, no. There was one moment, wasn't there, when? Uh, I think O'Shea got absolutely tortured for Pierce Common covered Quite early on. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that's I, why he hasn't been playing straight away. Somebody came out and swept him. I've just been a dick. No, <laughs> no. But he did it five minutes in the game. I thought that's why O'Shea hasn't been playing. But he did he, he well, redeemed himself you, and I think you pulled the start, didn't you? It was like was it seven interceptions or, yeah, yeah. or something. That's what he does. Yeah. He he doesn't really guess he isn't the quickest, but he makes up for it with his reading of the game, and mm. he doesn't have to like mm. like we saw with Corner last season. Actually, he doesn't make too many tackles because he intercepts the ball. He doesn't let the ball get into that position, and complains about yeah, his legs might be going. But did you have the minutes of those interceptions, Roy? Because I bet a lot of them were late on. Because I noticed quite I didn't late, see the minutes. I, I, them, I, no. Quite late on in the game, I noticed that when we were going chasing the equaliser and even chasing the win after we scored. To be fair to them, they did go and do that. Whenever West Brom counterattacked, there was a couple of times they nearly got in, and it was all sheer. Always O'Shea, who appear to be there. Teams have got in behind balls. us with alarming regularity this season. They had some pretty good chances to kill it off at 1-0. Like, they just didn't quite get a shot away. Or Actually, Pickford made a few good saves. Yeah. Yeah. But can you can you imagine if if it was Coney, uh, sorry, if it was O'Shea, tracking uh, Chadley for their goal? Uh, he'd been people crucified. would be saying he'd have been crucified. Yeah, I know, I know. He, he looked like he had a caravan mm. on his back, didn't he? You know, he, 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 was just he, was, he was poorly, yeah. he was poorly oh, positioned yeah. to start with. Like, yeah. Chad, she's looked rubbish this season. To be, to be so fair, he signed that new contract. He was he, all right against Man City. I think nah, it's a fair point actually. He is a quick player, corner, but he's always going to get beat for pace by someone <clears> on from like Chadley because he's quicker than him. Yeah. So drop a little bit deeper <clears> off him. So when by the time Chadley gets the ball in the box, you can force him away from goal. You can force it so he at least has to make a cross or something it's, first. It's just another point out to go and five at the back, isn't it? Really? Yeah. You you put another centre half there, and it's easier to cover the space. Simple as that. Are people surprised? We're looking at the shape again, um, and I, I just touched on the, on, on the thought of, of Kasri being a number ten there. I just want to know what people think about that generally. I mean, John O'Shea has come out and he said that the manager's bringing in his own ideas with midfielders controlling the game a bit more. We're getting there, but we're not enough yet. Now, no, but we haven't seen that at Sunderland at all. But when you think back to Everton, and I hate it when Moyes keeps going on about Everton, so. I've been a hypocrite here. <laughs> but when you think about Moyes at Everton, what do you think of? You didn't think of 4-3-3 with two, no, no. two wingers 
buzzing in around the centre forward. You thought of a centre forward, you thought of Cahill playing mm-hmm. behind him. Yeah. Which was more like what, how we ended the game. Whether you, whether you play three defenders or if you just play 4 5 1. That would be what you would expect historically to see from Moyes. And when you're thinking about getting the ball closer to Jumi and Defoe, then that is a logical thing for me. I think in terms of style of play, we can't really look at what he did at Everton because football's moved that much. Of course it has, you know? yeah. But I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I, I think I think more importantly, like I said earlier, we've got to look at what we've got and see what can we do with it. Kazri, is, is he a winger or a number 10 for me? Number 10 all day, playing at the front. If you're going to play with two hole midfielders, play him through the middle and then you've got a natural link. What's Ndong as a midfielder? Are we playing with three holder midfielders or are we playing with two? I don't know, that's the problem with Ndong. He's well, not a bad footballer, but I don't he really know what he is. From the, he, from ca- the he carries the ball though well, doesn't he? Yeah. So no, you, I'm not so, saying so, he's a bad no, footballer, so I just you, don't know what, he, so, what no, he is. So what I'm saying is, again, if you're going to go three midfield, whether it be 4-5-1, 4-3-3, 3-5-2, all of those formations give you three centre midfielders. Do we need to be a little bit more ambitious than three holder midfielders? Should it be... Um, Kirchhoff's injured at the minute. Catamore's injured at the minute, but you know what I mean. Go, 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 going forward, should it be Ndong plus one defensive midfielder plus somebody like Kajri who gets closer to the forwards? Mm-hmm. You probably do have to say yes because Ndong's the record signing. So he is still going to play, but... And he's he, going to take the ball forward quicker. He covers a lot of ground. Yeah, he's got exactly. so much energy and enthusiasm. But I'm talking about the, the space between the back and the four. But he, made, he, makes, he completes down. a lot of passes as well. He made the most passes in our team again on Saturday. Really? So he's he's always trying to make things happen. He's always trying to be a positive influence. He's, look, he was breaking up the play quite well. He was intercepting. He was trying to put in tackles. And then, like I say, he passes, passes the ball well. He completes his passes as well. He doesn't just do aimless long punts. So he's, he's trying to be that positive influence. So if you're playing with an extra attacker in front of you like Kazri, who's maybe not going to do as much work, and Dong with his energy and his enthusiasm is probably going to not compensate for that all the time but it's going to go a long way to covering up those faults yeah, I mean but let's be honest at the minute if you could pick two centre mids to play together if you're going to play five at the back I don't think you'd pick Kirchhoff would you really not, not for me form. because y- your two centre mids need to be busy and at the minute he's not he's strolling a lot is he going to be ambitious know? enough to play or brave or bold enough to play Kazri as a number 10 though you could even say Kirchhoff dropping into the back five you know mm-hmm. at times did, did, yeah. Are people happy with that opinion now? Because I've been saying this for a while, and and, and I don't, I can't recall anybody agreeing with us, which isn't surprising on you. Agreeing with what about, Ka- about the Kajri position central? I'm not going to stop until well, until, no, no, until this is rubber stamped and we get it. We I don't think you're doing flags and everything saying Kajri <laughs> for number ten. Well, if you if you're playing four at the back, you can't because we haven't got no, enough players. No, <laughs> we haven't got enough players to to play him there. But if you're talking about three at the back. Why not? I mean, we haven't got enough midfielders unless left you went, to play unless anyone you went, else anyway. Unless you went more rigid with five across the middle. But we don't have any wingers, do we? Let's be honest. We've got nothing. Yeah. Like, we this is one wingers. of the major problems that we have every year. Every time I've been coming on here for the last couple of years or whatever, we say it every time. Oh, we haven't got enough players to play this system. You have to try and fix the system and play something else. You have to, I don't know, like, or shoehorn people in on the wing who don't belong there. Or do. So, right three at the back. It's, I remember we looked all right playing that under Allardyce for a couple of games and then he had to abandon it because we ran out of players to play it. But now you would like... You it's would, the you thing um, we've got the most yeah. of, isn't it? Centre-backs, we've got loads of them. Loads and of central midfielders as well. well. With ev- with everyone fit, at least, even yeah. even if you do have everyone to pick from, it's still a good system for what we have. We've got full-backs who can provide good width, 
better than wingers can. For me, we, we just don't have any wingers, so why play with wingers? Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Why play <coughs> Linden, Gooch and Watmore out wide, or Kazri and mm-hmm. Watmore, or whoever and Watmore out wide, when we don't have any wingers? Kazri can play then in a 4-3-3 like he did under Allardyce. Yeah. You can't play he's there inside. in this... Well, he's not getting games until he's been basically forced to play him. So... Well, I, I, I heard an interview on BBC Newcastle after the game, and your voice probably was actually Stephen, <laughs> um, talking to Moyes, and he... I don't. I, nobody's really spoke about it, but it was. He was talking as though he didn't get what he wanted. Did you pick that up or not? Uh, I picked up that the first question he asked, he was. He tried to give a couple of positive answers, and then he finished by saying, "Maybe that's the best we can get out of these players." Yeah, and he was. Mm. Like, and the way he's the press officer's face, if you could, if you could have pictured that uh, at the <laughs> well, time when he said that. That was some of Chadley and Rondon, wasn't he? And he was like, "Well, if you're spending money on them type of attacking players, you can play more expansive mm. football." He says, "But mm. when you look at our bench, what did we have?" So I had to, I had to accommodate players. But that's been the, that's been the theme from every manager we've had in the last few years. First time he's come out with it, though, wasn't it? Really? Mm-hmm. That's what Advocate was Hasn't saying. Hasn't taken a year ago. No, though, unfortunately. No. Um, it kind of threw me. I was listening on the radio and I was like, hmm, it's the first time he said that after a game. And then no, not, nobody's really picked up on it. But it, to me, it sounded as though he was he was kind of excusing the fact that we didn't make any attacking changes, really. Well, there's an out on the bench. There's nothing there. So no. he, had, he had to put, effectively, Van Anhunt wide. And change, but it's what we've been calling for. If you don't have the players to play with wingers, stop playing with wingers. And that's a, that yeah. is that the one big positive that's come at the game, isn't it? That we we feel like we've seen we've stumbled across. Yeah, the way they finished the game it could be significant because we we scored. We went looking for a win as well. And I I think you know we criticise the players and we're easy to it's easy to stick the boot in. We always do, and that's why we're here to mourn and stuff. But I think yeah, I've got to give them credit that they didn't just falls like they had done previously. I know you're saying West Brom had some chances, but it wasn't an alarming sort of self-destruction, was it? And, 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 and we and created the, some good chances and the, and as well. Got, and they made positive substitutions and the players bought into it. And that's what I'm clicking to. Well, it might honest, sound like I'm, I'm clutching. I'm just not... Craig's looking at me as if I'm... Oh, no, I'm just thinking I'm about it. Just, it's just the same conversation we've been having for four or five years. I know, years. but, this, no, but this, is a, this is a... No, of course it is. No, yeah. like, I don't mean that yeah. as a criticism of mm. you. I just mean it's just... <laughs> it's your fault, Steve. It's just exhausting, isn't it? You're just sick no, it, of having yeah, to deal it, with it, the it, same it, issues. It is. It is. Just and want it, to go and watch a home win. And I would certainly say that if we finished the game playing the same formation but we scored an equaliser and we say oh this might be the turning point but what I mean is the significance in the fact that it was a, a defined change in shape oh, no, it was better. system yeah, I'm not denying it was better a total change but it, it's which, just which... yeah again it's the base level isn't it it's better than like something I wouldn't pick <laughs> off my shoe like you know like yeah Chew- I'm beat well I was thinking more something produced by dogs you can swear if you want I just need to make a note of it alright then (laughs) chewing gum it is (laughs) no but like you know what I mean it's again like you're right it was better and we have stumbled maybe across something assuming he sticks with it but isn't it really like the way we ended the QPR game everyone thought oh we might might stick with that at the weekend and then Mm -hmm. we didn't we went back to type and got beat and it Mm. was like you know, even though it worked in one game, will he necessarily change it in the next one? Just nice um, to see, like for the first time in a league game this season, a bit of a plan and a bit of a bit of yeah. identity there, well, which was which was at the end of the game for for seventy minutes. It was really I mean, boring, and it's the most. Though. You say that though, right? But do you think he would have brought Van Anholt on if Kirchhoff hadn't got injured? Well, interesting question. It, do you know yeah, what I mean? Sometimes these things produce. Yeah. Yeah, serendipitous. I don't know whether yeah. I don't know whether that's Ka- Ka- Kazri's inclusion in the first place has been wasn't by choice. Was it really? Not really. No, you kind of had to. Or share, even or shares, because Chilabodji was has been 
he's so done that awful in the last few he? days that he's had to put him in. If he put him in the in the Crystal Palace game, we might not have lost that game. Even so, though, he still Fair could point. have he still could have brought Rodwell on for Kirchhoff. He still could have went like for yeah. like and yeah. and th- and thought no, actually, I'm, I'm he's he's done some good in-game management and changed things instead of keeping it on something that wasn't working. And I've been really critical of Moy since pretty much the Middlesbrough game onwards, but. I think you've got to give credit to him. He's he changed the starting eleven, which is what a lot of supporters wanted to see. You know, he's brought O'Shea in, he started Kazri and then during the game he's acknowledged where the problems are. He's changed it for a player who's been massive in getting us back in the game and maybe with a bit more luck could have nicked it. So it's maybe a little compromise with Van Arnold, isn't it? It's playing his strengths. Um mm-hmm. you know that he he's good going forward. I don't think I know like I think it was Gareth from the account who, who was who was talking with some journalists something saying he isn't this left winger that people think he's going to be. Certainly, he's not going to put four across in the middle. No, no. It's a little bit of a compromise him at wing back, isn't it? And you, you're looking at somebody to get. You're looking to play in our strengths now, and, and that will be an obvious one, really. Well, as a as a winger, he couldn't play on the wing because how many left-footed players play on the left side of the pitch on the wing these days? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You would have to 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 be a winger these days. You kind of play on the, the wrong side, don't you? So he's not Inside a winger. Forwards. He's never going to be a winger. For me, he's him playing wing back allows him to get into the space that's opened up by the centre mids. It's not if he was playing on the wing it would it would be a totally different job, wouldn't it? Well I think he kinda of started as a winger when he first came on and he just didn't get kicked. No. And it, it, you could see straight away why he wouldn't work as a winger because he was high up the pitch and he's immediately just blocked by the yeah. fullback. Because well, right? he, no he, he doesn't know where to run, he doesn't yeah. know where to position himself, mm. does he? So to save the ball. Once he got freed up, I mean that he played an absolutely unbelievable ball for Kazri as well yeah, across yeah, the pitch. Exquisite that. And straight away you just go and what, I don't care what his starting position's meant to be. He's one of our most potent attacking threats. No one else has got any pace like him, and no one else has got the energy to get into the positions he does in front of goal, which is, sounds mad for someone who plays left back. But no one else was doing it, were there? No one's getting, apart from Defoe, mm. no one, um, what more? But once he became more central, yeah. and what more's wide, he looks like he's constantly making runs and pointing for the ball because he's wanting to be on the shoulder. But he. He get when he gets the he's the opposite of Van Arnold. He doesn't want the ball deep because no. he apart from sometimes he does gain ground. If you get off a corner, you'll carry it. But you don't want him picking the ball up on the halfway line because you know yeah. the fullback's taking it off him in the corner. Yeah. Like it's going to happen nearly every time. But that's that's the thing with him, isn't it? He he started out as a kid, played as a forward, played non-league for Alton as a forward, played for our under twenty ones, gone to England at twenty one, set up got Barkley's under twenty one player of the year as a forward. Comes into the first team and he's playing on the wing. You can yeah. and you can Don't kind of un- you can, you can understand it if you will a team like Arsenal the way they use Walcott using his pace to get in behind the defenders. But because Sunderland aren't anywhere near that level, we're too deep for that. Mm-hmm. So it's a totally different job. It's like get the ball on the halfway line and and run with it. If you thought you were high enough up the field up the field to get him to put him in well, time can... and time again, you 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 would. He can you, do you that Walcott it. thing where yeah, he runs we... with the ball. It's just like you say. You're at home against West Brom and you're 1-0 down. That space is not there for him to run with the ball. He can carry you out of a defensive spot, but you can do that playing. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. As a striker, yeah, um, like, and to be fair, you're right as well. Defoe needs more support, yeah. and we we can't, we just cannot carry on all season with him. Defoe up there, and then let's hope the ball falls to him in the box. Well, he's not going as he showed on the weekend. It's not the first time he's not going. He's not that. I mean, no one can be a hundred percent strike no. rate, but like you know, that first chance. Anyone should be scoring that. Even his second chance, the one we're on about Fanon Hot's ball, the cars. Uh, yeah, that's true. And you, I mean, both chances you would have you would have put your house on him, put them away, wouldn't you? But he's, it's not the first time he's missed no. chances like that, and he will do it again throughout his career. He's done it. Um, but our problem is because we create so few chances mm. and so much pressure exactly. on him. Like, I think that second it's, one, I think that's in his head that he'd missed the first one he took extra touches yeah yeah, he didn't take this wasn't quick he would have just lashed it first time yeah, if he'd scored the thing. first one if you look at his two goals last week as well how quick and sharp up. he was on them yeah. it's totally different he, and that's understandable though because for him he must feel like the mm. weight of the world's on him exactly exactly and that's and, not and, right and it's, the pre- isn't it? and it's the anticipation when he gets a ball in those areas the whole stadium thing. now is our chance to score because we're not creating anything at all so you're thinking oh Defoe's got the, box in the, bo- uh, the ball in the box we're going to score now now, if he misses a couple, like you just said, it's going to start playing his mind that way. He's going to start thinking, God, they really are relying on me. And we, you, you, I think he does it, love it, that to an October. extent, though, no, doesn't he? He, he, he does. loves being the main he man. He does, but he'd still be the main man, even if we're creating more chances. Oh, it, yeah. It's it's the start of October, and I, I've i never been less confident about us creating chances and scoring goals I know before. Some, some of that game on Saturday, in particular, I mean, we weren't great against Palace, obviously, even though we got the two goals. But, I mean, there was... There was, there was a good 50 minutes or something between them scoring and us equalising whatever it was and you just thought wasn't why am I here yeah. just boring like you're not even try, it didn't even look like they're trying to create chances like I wasn't actually sure I was sitting saying to me dad and my brother-in-law like what what's the like what are they doing mm-hmm. I don't get it we'd keep the ball for a couple of minutes do now at the end of it like a shite cross into the box or whatever and then they'd run up the pitch and look like they were going to score straight mm-hmm. away. And I know that's the nature of counter attack, and they're obviously sitting. But you just thought, where's where's the spark? Like, where's the creativity? Yeah. That's that's been it's my all season, hasn't it? Really. But that's why it was that was why it was so crucial to end on a bit of a high, and just even if we've just stumbled upon that different formation and a different plan, <clears throat> at least we finished on something like that that doesn't make you com- completely forget about how dull and terrible <laughs> it was like in at the beginning, but. At least we've got something else now that that hopefully we don't have to you know, you know see you, that again. You know when you watch like Burnley winning games with a very poor squad, mm. they're finding ways of creating chances. It doesn't matter um, if you haven't got a, a twenty million pound attack midfield player. If all you've got is what you've got, then you you find a, make, a way to make it work. Like what Burnley do. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to stay up, but you look at their team and you go. Christ, can you imagine if we had that squad of players? What would um, we get with that? It'd be another 15 point season, wouldn't it? Like, that's, that's just us. But he signed a player like Yanazai, uh, and, and there was a lot of hope, wasn't there? Like, oh, Yanazai's going to gonna come along and, and be this world beater for Sunderland. 
I think quite clearly he's not going to be, or at least from what we've seen so far, he's not going to be. And maybe you've got to, out of two or three players, find another way of just doing something. Which is like I say, if five at the back is going to keep us tight and we're going to score one or two goals a game, then you're going to, you're going to you're going to have to stick with it. Well, I yeah. think we know we're going to be working on over the international break. Anyway. I hope so. Anyways, Yana well, is funny, you know. Like when you speak to fans of kind of like other clubs, they'll be like, they'll talk about him and say, "Oh, you skinned our fullback all game," or maybe it was a bit of a lack of end product. There's a lot of pressure on him, like because basically while he was fit, his whole uh, the whole thing was basically give the ball to him and he'll beat someone. That that seemed to be the plan. That's that's hard for him. That's Jacarini territory, yeah. where you were just hoping he had this, but she didn't really have. He wasn't good enough to carry a team. I think Yanazai is good enough to carry a team. But it makes you wonder what we did again in the transfer window. We're like, you know, oh. lens, you got a lens, like pulling up trees oh, that hurt you already. That's and then just think, well, he, he failed. Yeah, yeah, but would that not have been another option? Well, the, well it was weird to let him go when we've got so few options. And it was, and it was, we we got the news. Barini was out for three months. And then we got the news. Yeah. Lens was allowed to leave. That was very strange. Somebody, yeah, and, and you mentioned Moyes there complaining about the his, the forwards he, he could bring in and stuff. Somebody will have to explain the logic well, to me yeah. with that one. With that, I come back to something else you said in terms of it's not to do with forwards, but like thinking about like Kirchhoff and his position and his role in the team. And then I was thinking like Corny is being pretty naff. Kazri can't even get on the pitch. They were like three really important players back into that last season. Now I'm not saying. Moises done anything necessarily to pay them off or whatever, but what what's going on there? Why it's not just those three, but like is Kirchhoff missing Mvia? Maybe Mvia was much more important in terms of giving him the space to make mm. things happen than we thought. I, I don't know. I thought Kirchhoff on his own. Football's so much about partnerships. Mm. Kone has lost Kabul. Like it's massive that. Do you not think that that what was it? We got beat once in eleven games at the end of last season. Mm. How many times did Alice change the team? Very, very few. Well, that's, I, I keep, well, our team changes every week through injuries keep, and what have you. I keep trying to make yeah. the point that the, the Moy should have took the template of what kept us up and, yes. and, and just. Allardyce, it di- he didn't start like that. No, he didn't. He it didn't. took a while to get there. No, he did, but he didn't have a template like that to carry on with either. He, no. didn't, he didn't have a team playing well to take over, did he? But, okay, so if you asked Moyes to play the same way that we finished that season, it's 4 3 3. Who do you play in those positions? We haven't got the players we had at the end of last season. All right, the Kasri thing is a bit weird. Can't quite get my head around that. We haven't got him via. You're just going to have to live with it. We haven't got him. Mm. So it's going to be... It would have been Kirchhoff and Catamol. But then you still... I suppose Dong's the third one. Didn't look great last week against Palace, did it? They never mm. controlled the game once in the middle of the park. No. They were shoveling it out. I'd say the most control we've looked in the last couple of weeks was the game and when Rodwell come on and even that's quite worrying. Uh, well, I totally know? agree. Like, I mean, people were having a dig at Rodwell after Saturday and I think I think it was because there was a moment towards the end where they thought he should have lunged into this challenge. Yeah. It wasn't it. That wasn't his fault. No. And he offered a lot more than McNair we in the we short... We kept the ball. We kept the ball. That was, yeah. that was it. It was that a period in the game where we weren't keeping the ball enough, like yeah. you say. Um, and Dong's busy, but when he when he's partner next to him isn't keeping hold of the ball or, or even getting involved looking like you want to like McNair just an invisible man at times isn't he and it's like um, I really don't know what he, he's in there for I'm, I'm trying to work out what he's what he's supposed to be doing because I'm not seeing any tackles I'm not seeing him screening I'm not seeing him intercepting I'm not seeing him you know like doing a cat and more thing where alright sometimes he'll play some like bad passes or whatever but you'll play the odd 
Perla, but he's always involved mm. and he'll always like stand up and be counted. I'm not saying, and I know he's young and I don't want to judge him too early, but this is the squad we've got. These are the players available. He's in the starting 11 and we need to see something more from him. It, makes you, it makes you wonder how, like, Frendongs looks okay if unspectacular. If he was in a midfield that was doing better, how how much better would he look? Yeah. We're talking about how <clears throat> how Kirchhoff misses him via. How much do you think Van Arnold misses Envia as well? Because nice. of how much he used to Envia used to in, drop yeah. in for him. So you're basically asking and Donk to come in and immediately be Kirchhoff's partner, cover for Van Arnold, do this, do that, and it's well, it's going to make it difficult when, like you say, Kirchhoff's not performing, McNair's not really adding anything of note. I say what Stephen said before as well, though, about like what isn't Dong. Okay, so say last week we had on paper that's our best midfield, right? Kirchhoff, Catamore, mm-hmm. and Dong. So when Dong, in theory, seems like, well, you're playing Palace at home, he's the attacking midfielder. Well, is he? And I know you've, again, I'm not writing the guy off, but we've spent a lot of money on him. But speaking of people... Uh, and he has to be something. Of France, he wasn't an attacking midfielder. So, so you're so thinking... Right, that's what I'm saying, so you what, need what, it. What are we, what, he needs what to are we be, signing and why are we signing He needs, to become, he needs to become one of the defensive ones. And then he just gives you a little bit more than just screening the back four. So if that's that's what how it, I would look at it. So if that's what he is, that's fair enough. But then you're thinking back to the recruitment and you're going, I, don't, I just don't understand who we've signed or why we've signed them or what the system's supposed to be. You, you it's baffling. The, think about the recruitment two, three summers ago when we signed Rodwell. And, oh, he's this box-to-box midfielder we've been uh, missing. We don't <coughs> have one of those, no. unfortunately. Maybe that's what he is. But at the minute, like the other day... He was picking the ball from the centre halves and stuff, and Dong. He wanted the ball. To be fair to him, he wanted the ball. Yeah, and yeah, he, that's he, good out, to see. That is a definite out, positive. Out the midfield as I've played, he, he probably done a lot more than Kirchhoff. Or, oh, uh, completely. Again, I mean, I'm trying not uh, to sound critical of him. No, no. I'm more critical of what jobs he meant. To be yeah, yeah, like I'm fine with him in the team because he's the only one who looks competent yeah. as a footballer at the moment, or one of the few. But I want to see some semblance of a strategy on the pitch and. I want him to be part of it because he's the most competent footballer we've got in the midfield. But I want to know why Kirchhoff's dropped off a cliff and why, I, I don't know, like, if we're spending, like, big money on him and then McNair and Love, I want to know why the team looks like it's regressed, not progressed, yeah. Like, but because why, we don't... Why is it worse? Because, like we're saying, he, he probably isn't that attacking midfielder, so isn't a 3-5-2 going to benefit him more as well if he's got a number 10 in front of him? It means he, needs, he yeah, he needs, he needs. But then you've got a stack it, it, of these midfielders to play in those two roles. Well, good. Com- yeah. Competition for places and well, no, but it pull just, the finger out. But that isn't what we've. I suppose no, my point not, is that we haven't signed them to play three five two because you're not. Oh no, 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 we're, we're past well, that. Though, aren't we well, now? So what the hell's going on in well, the summer? McNair, when he came in, we were told he's a defensive midfield player and play right back. Moyes told us that. Then after the QPR game, he's telling us he's a num- oh, he played as a number ten uh, as a boy, and I'm like, well, hold on then, what, 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 what's he meant to be? Uh, yeah, nah. Do you know, yeah. and it, it's like what you're saying. I think a lot with a lot of the players we've signed, they've just been signed without a role in mind, without a job. Like when Southampton lost Marnie, first thing they did was try to sign a player like him or who done the similar job. Uh, Do you know what I mean? It's like with us, we lose a player and we don't replace them. We we didn't replace Lens. We didn't replace Kabul for my liking because we lost an experienced Premier League centre half. Yeah, definitely. We didn't get an experienced Premier League centre half back, did we? And then for the rest of the pitch, we didn't, we didn't sign a forward. I know this has been covered a million times, but it's, it's going to keep cropping up every game when we're not seeing any improvement in areas we thought we might have improved well, in the summer, I, you know? It, it says something when 
I'm, I'm like dying for Barini to come back. And my thought before, I mean, there's a, obviously Allardyce and Black cause problems, late deals, blah, blah, blah. But I thought, you know, we've got that team. Barini's going to be one of the first ones that's going to end up on the bench because we'll sign someone in that position who mm-hmm. takes it to another level. Someone like Lenz will be sent packing and that'll be fine because he's just not offered enough. And now, like you're saying, Barini's out injured. Can't wait for him to get back because we've got absolutely no else and he suddenly looks like one of our best players, which is, to me, quite worrying. And you're thinking, Lenz, for all his issues, well, he's an option and he, he, he's got a goal in him. He might not offer much defensively, but... Makes, it makes you cringe you know. a bit, doesn't it, when you see, like, oh, Lenz, European football of the week. <laughs> and then, like, what? Sebastian Quattes scored the other Aye. day. And I'm like, they were rubbish for us. And we've loaned them out. And the, uh, the pulling up trees in other leagues. I mean, nice. it doesn't say yeah, a lot about I, I, the, the standard. I said football, the other day, you're keen at Burnley getting all these these rave reviews. I said mm. if he signed for Sunderland, he would have been awful. We'd have been uh, putting the ball for his own net. Now Chelsea been linked with him for like twenty million <laughs> quid or something. Is, is he signed for them permanently? Did he? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Right, How yeah. many goals has he scored? Is he a striker? Is he? No, no, centre half. Is he centre back? Is he? Yeah, 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 right. What's his name? Michael, is Michael it? Key, yeah. yeah. I'm always a bit wary. He's got a twin brother, isn't he? You might be thinking that. Uh, I might be, yeah. I'm always a bit wary of these, these. Can you remember when they did it with Roger Johnson and that man? And to an extent, Corny. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it all, it's a, not just teams. being yeah, like a good centre back, is it? It's the way your team's set up, yeah. to who your partner is. Like I said before, Burn, right. Burnley have found a way of creating chance and scoring goals. But would those players work in our team? You know, It's, it's even. <laughs> we were talking about before I come in, Villa, the, the plight of them. But uh, they've signed Bournemouth's captain. Bournemouth stayed up comfortably last year with him playing centre half. Uh, now they can't even win a game in the championship. Uh, you know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes certain it? players just suit certain just, teams. Just to know? finish up, Craig, you, you meant you, you, you asked the question what you thought players like McNair were signed for. Um, I mean, Gav had a little bit of a cynical suggestion before he's come in. Now, do you think he's he's got one eye on relegation as a Possibility. Signing young. No, no. I don't think he's thinking we're going to go down. But do you think he's signed? He, at the back of his mind, some way, he's thinking I want young players who wouldn't necessarily be snapped up by somebody else if you go down. <sighs> that seems like a quite a long way to sort of that conclusion. Mm, do you reckon? I don't know. If it's if he's available now, they think five million is a good investment. I, I've, I've, uh, maybe. To be honest, I'm not saying it's cut and dry as that, but it has crossed my mind. Yeah, we've, it's, we've it's signed not totally to, yeah. it's, it's not, you, it's not it, any manager who comes in at the club and, and sees where we are every season they're going to have to make some sort of plan in the event that we get I relegated suppose, overall I just look at how much money they've spent on however many players and I think how worse <laughs> that's all I, 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 whatever the plan is what, like, we, we obviously patently have not got a good very good first 11 so what are you buying players for the future for you know, you're like you've made a great point there about Kabul. Mm. You sell, obviously for whatever reason he's gone. Experienced centre back, twenty nine thirty in his prime, and you've signed <laughs> someone else who's in theory in his prime age wise, but he's never kicked a ball in the Premier League, and he looks like he can't even kick a ball. So, where's the balance? Like, where's the thought process? Where's the plan? If it is a plan for going down or what a long term plan, even the rest of the signings don't really fit into it. Like, and it's again twenty-eight year old, isn't he? Having those lack of leaders again means you've got to, you've got a call on John O'Shea for that as and much kids, as anything. Kids, and look, Villa's a really good example. Actually, they are a club who have had no leaders on the pitch and they still don't now. Well, the same Yednak probably to try and fulfil that and, role. And Elphick, like I said, you know, uh, they, they got him, and, yeah, yeah. and it's just not. It's not working because the club's been so Badly damaged. Bad. And, and I'm kind of right looking at that and going, "That's us, isn't it?" Like I don't want to see that. 
I, I would but think that's what my fear would be. It's 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 looking that way. We aren't Newcastle. Yeah. We haven't got two players to sell for sixty million quid if we get relegated. That that is not in our locker. Maybe if the four was twenty five. Yeah, mm. but he's, <laughs> he, not yeah. In, in, in today's market, you might get some money for Van Arnold and maybe Corny. Yeah, and probably oh. and Dongfi has a. Well, Pickford pick, pick actually, that would be your yeah. asset. But, but sadly, overall, you look at it and think, even when we've had players to sell, we're not necessarily investing on a load of players. I mean, Newcastle and Norwich, well, Norwich just basically had a, we don't need to sell or buy. <clears> we've <throat> just got a squad that's going to probably but be Burnley's good enough. Similar to Burnley. Similar to Burnley. Yeah. Newcastle have went down the, it could go Leeds Villa or it can go, we spend money on a load of players who might not be that good if we go up, but they'll the squad's us, massive for that up. division. Get us back up, we yeah. won't, we haven't even got a core squad to flesh out if we go down in the mm. way they did because mm. like someone like Shelby might be a cock but like he's better than Rodwell isn't he, mm. he he's <laughs> in that division unless Rodwell somehow division. found his feet yeah. at that level I, I'd be I'd be very worried if, about getting relegated if, if we like, went down it would be hoping you keep someone like Defoe relying on young players to step up probably trying to keep Either trying to get hold, keep hold of someone like Pickford, and then looking to sign your Dwight York type players to like instill a bit of leadership. Again, it's like having that one eye on it, isn't it? Like, what more Gooch suddenly becoming first team player? You might, you stuff? might be right. You might have yeah. a because they have been starting games where he didn't have to start them. And to be fair, is what he's kind of thinking. Obviously, he doesn't want to get relegated, but does he maybe think to an extent if? For me to get this club to where I want them to go, do do I have to take a step backwards first? I don't think he per- consciously not wants, consciously. Yeah. No, maybe not. But, but it's in the back of his mind. I'm well, sure I started this. Debate, I'm sure I started this conversation by asking if that was an option. I know and you, you dismissed well, no, it. No, no, no. Yeah. I thought it seemed out, outrageous, <laughs> yeah. but like you know, you did ask us on the spot. I hadn't had like <laughs> yeah. thirty minutes to think about yeah, it. Okay, and like, fair enough. but yeah, you might not be consciously thinking of it. But any but for, yeah, for young players to step up and be playing regular football every week, logical. It would be logical for a manager to have some sort of plan. Was Moyes for a side that's still by the skin of the teeth every season? Would you not think Moyes would even stay? Would we keep him? Oh. That's repu- the other thing. I think they would. I think we. I don't think they would second if we got relegated. And where in, would in, he unless go? We, unless, it was, unless it was like an eleven-point relegation, which you wouldn't. Really re- you wouldn't really say this early in the season. Yeah. To be oh, honest, yeah. it's such a bad division. You can afford mm-hmm. not to have won by now, and we're nowhere near adrift. I was. I was hmm. talking to you about this, wasn't I? Um, I was looking at the table before I came in and if we beat Stoke and West Ham don't get a result at Palace we'll go both, both, uh, above both of them with West Ham to play the next yeah. game and everything could look totally different I'm not saying you know oh we're going to stay up in this and the other no, but no. what I'm saying is, is one or two decent results does make it look a lot better and we're maybe <clears> we're may, in, in that time I don't know You never this, this system we've stumbled across could work and we might have something to look forward to like, like you, you said before it didn't start good under Allardyce at all. No, I remember, no. I remember sitting in December, January yeah. time thinking, "Christ, no rid of him, we're, we're going to get." I, I was going to say, like, I wasn't going to pick losing, on you, but I could yeah. vaguely remember. I thought it was you, like losing a Watford, losing losing something. your faith yeah. in him yeah. quite, yeah. quite yeah. a bit, and it was totally understandable. The football was pretty bad, but uh, games like Watford at home, Watford right? Southampton at home, was that what you were yeah, saying? Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, like the Watford one in particular because mm. you thought there's a rival. Felt more split though on Aldice at the time though, and Aldice had a bit but of cash in the bank as well. And you knew January was around the corner, and part of you was thinking it's not as bad as the last manager. Moises su- does suffer a little bit from replacing the manager, no one wanted to he go. Had, he had the benefit of beating Newcastle as well, didn't he? That yeah, buys yeah. your time, it doesn't matter who you are. It, it, does, got, it got the Canio job in my eyes, you know what I mean? Without a doubt, most so it, it doesn't, in the eyes of the fans, you do that and you're, you're god. But uh, Moises, he came in cold, and a lot of fans. 
on warming them. We all know people who don't want them. Do you know what I mean? The problem That's is, the problem. Like, I mean, I, I waver. I mean, there was a point on Saturday where I thought you might as well just get rid of them because it looks like some of them maybe aren't even playing for them but yeah. I think that might be that's, just no, you wonder that about Corner I, yeah. I asked that last week some of the players you you, you Kershaw as well you, you wonder and you wonder if they're playing for them or not but then if but then you think right well so you, you bin them say you did <clears> it <throat> what's out there we're not going to pay to take someone off someone else no. you're praying Pulis gets the bin gets binned off West Brom so we can well, we could have him that's what you'd be hoping no, but, for well, yeah, I would, then I would take him to be honest oh without a doubt <laughs> yeah you look in the day Swansea binned the manager and replaced him with Bob Bradley I and I'm like is that the best you I could know. have got yeah, and it probably it might well, be I didn't even know that had happened Swansea, yeah, yeah. Swansea are having club they're in a fully like Sunderland mode in the sense that they've got rid of the leaders from the squad and signing like these random kind of it's, it's, it's really funny that like we everyone said oh we need to emulate Swansea we need right. to emulate Swansea and then two seasons running they're emulating us by sacking their manager right. in the first mm. half of the season they've yeah. gone a bit funny and a bit wrong haven't they like do you think like there's does loads, that, loads that, of people in South Wales perhaps it's not a magic formula and somewhere along the lines they've got a little bit lucky well I'd complete yeah. well, well you look at West Ham and to me Billich is just Martinez. I just think he's a complete fraud, mate. Like I've never had any. I was really surprised how well he did last season, mm. and I think he'll be gone before long. So I reckon he's probably one of them personalities that like sort of golden that could do with that. Allardyce comes so, back in to save the day. Well, no, but well, they've relying on like one player to be world class, like they did at the weekend, and mm-hmm. that that doesn't always. But they've got results, you know in theory, well, we're doing that with Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty similar. Well, look yeah. at Stoke. Stoke yeah. on paper, you think. It's an all right side, isn't it? Mm. It's not bad. Yeah, that, that's a way to me. West Ham, Stoke, the other side's down there. They've got better squads. We've went on for 45 minutes now, believe it or not. Well, we've gone on for another you, 15 if you want. We could. <laughs> it was you who said you had a home to go to before. Well, I do have one to go to, but I mean, I'm just going to sit there and cry. So, <laughs> thinking about this, you've ruined me, night. <laughs> it's therapeutic. It's therapeutic. We've got it out of our system. So, we'll be back Thursday at the end of the light. We'll have to think of some stuff to talk about there because we've got no game in preview. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's all under control. I've got lots of uh, lots of ideas and, and stuff. Yeah, you yeah. got anything else you meant to see at this point? I'm going to get Rory to do it because he was better at it. Oh, live show. Go on, yeah, go Manchester, on. 12th of November. Tent Mound tickets, Gary Bennett, Nick Barnes in Salford at the King's Arms Ale House. Uh, King of Admin, Gareth Barker's last update was that we actually sold a few more tickets recently. So... Act fast, because so there's going to be none left. We're looking forward to seeing all six of you there. And you won't get to go walk half an hour with us all to go to a pub that's shut when we get there, led by Gareth. I don't know. He, he, but, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens when we get there. There'll be some suggestion he has for us in Manchester, <laughs> let's be honest. Thanks for, this. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.